For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. you live from my home studio in beautiful La Puente, California. This is the All Dodgers Podcast. What is going on, Clint Nation? This is a show that is part of the Believe Network of Podcasts. And yes, we are live during a game. We got a couple of innings left. I don't know how much we'll actually talk about it or reference it here on the show, trying to make it somewhat useful for listening, for people listening or watching after we are live or on the podcast side of things. But on today's show, yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about this game, but we'll also be talking about show happily ever after because Shohei somehow hit a whole ass marriage in the offseason. We will talk about the Otani news. Kike Hernandez opened up about his uh, turmoil through free agency, I guess we'll call it. Walker Bueller dispelled the rumors about his demise. And of course, uh, I decided we got to mix in a little bit of Blake Snell talk on another edition of All Dodgers Live. Um, Guys, let me know where you're representing your Dodgers fandom tonight. Let me know where you're watching this game. I got it over here, and it's not making noise, so it doesn't. We don't get no MLB copyrights. But I will uh, jump into the comments here before we get into Shohei talk uh, again. Let me know where you guys are representing your Dodgers fandom, and don't forget you got multiple devices. Have me on. Have the game on. I you know mute them. I I think I sound better than Tim Neverett and Rick Monday these days. That's a lie. Oh, also, also. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Time and time again points out for people listening after the fact, it is 3-3 tie in the seventh right now. You got one eye dragon in the chat. William Andrews in the chat. Hector X is in the chat. Of course, the uh, always important to the chat, the important to our happiness. Diane Schroeder is in the chat saying, hello, Clint Nation. What is going on, Diane? Kevin Uhas is in the chat. Um, we got King Zeldris in the chat. My leash. <laughs> Danny Cortez is doing it right, multitasking uh, on uh, to, to watch the show, watch the game at the same time. Uh, let's see what else Jack is saying, uh, talking about the Blake Snell thing. We will talk Snell in a little bit. Um, he wants Snell at two years and $58 million. I don't know if that's enough for Blake Snell, especially if it's going to be a one-year or a shorter deal. He's probably going to want some big-time money out of that. But uh, Denny is, Denny's checking in from Colton. Time again, time and again, checking in from Chico. Of course, I'm checking in from La Puente. You got Vicquez up in Eureka, California. I've been there. Nice little, uh, nice little town. Uh, Kevin Newhouse ta- talking about the Mookie Betts home run. Doesn't even like it. I don't think Mookie was aware that he hit that homer. But um, you know, spring training for your home run trot, I guess too. Ricardo Ayala saying he's checking in from Sesame Street. We got Matt Cord in the chat. We got uh, NorCal in the chat. We got Richard Flores uh, rocking with Clint from DeVore, California. Uh, show Showtime LA already wants uh, Willie Adamas on the team uh, to immediately replace Gavin Lux. We'll talk Gavin Lux a little bit later. I don't want to be immediately right on uh, the Gavin Lux stuff. But uh, Jenny Vegas in the chat. What's going on, Jenny? We got Sarah Morris in the chat saying hi. And I don't like Tim. Uh, Tim never nice, nice fella. He's a nice fella. That's I'll, I'll give him that much. But um, let's see what else we got. Sarah's checking in from Cheyenne. Uh, I guess I just missed it because I was over here. We're party rocking with you guys. But now the Dodgers are down five, three. So that's the time stamp of the show. Uh, Jack wants to also trade away Gavin Lux and get a um, CJ Abrams from uh, the Nationals. I don't see that one happening. I don't think this team is going to give up on Gavin Lux anytime soon. And I'm not going to give up on you guys mashing that heart button or that thumbs up button because Diane said y'all smash that like button for your boy Clint and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so yet. Again, for folks who watch this show not live. This is a show that's really tailored for you guys, for the live audience, for people who want to come in here and just hang out and 
you know, talk baseball and, and have some asshole in his uh, in his office slash uh, whatever. I mean, it's not my room, but it's my office, a room in my house that I dedicated to my office. We're just talking baseball in here, uh, here and having a good time. And Hector S- X asked, what am I drinking tonight? I, I decided to put it in uh, one of the little drink cups, uh, little shakers they, they give you at Dodger Stadium because I'm getting that much more excited about uh, opening day. But this is a whiskey cola. I made a whiskey cola heavy on the cola because I was in a hurry when I was pouring and I did not measure up properly. But let's um, let's talk about Shohei, I guess. The big ticket, your leadoff for the All Dodgers live stream here. Show happily ever after. I'm going to keep saying it. Otani breaks the internet with his marriage announcement. Decides to post very late night. It was almost... Um, it was 11.30 L.A. time um, when he posted on his Instagram with that marriage announcement. Listen, he leaves the Angels and he immediately gets a ring. So just do with that what you will. That's not mine. It's not an original. I did steal it from somebody online. I forgot who said it, but it's a facts are facts. You know, it, it'd be like that. The question I have for everyone here um, is apparently I think we got a homer from... I can't see who it is, but we got a homer, so the Dodgers are getting closer to tying the game. Um, what do you get? This is a question, again, I'll talk a little bit more, but I want everybody to start dropping their responses on this, and then uh, we'll, we'll find some of the good ones, uh, some of the best ones, and some of the worst ones uh, after I'm done talking about it. But what do you get? What wedding gift do you get for a guy that just signed a $700 million contract? I would not know what the hell you get that guy. But anyways, so Shohei holds a whole ass press conference at Camelback Ranch to address this, this um, I'll call it a situation. Uh, he, he delivered the scouting report on his wife, normal Japanese woman. I guess that means not famous. Um, they were engaged last year. She lives in Japan. She's joined him in spring training. I don't know if she's still around right now or if she, she went back home. Um yeah, you know, I would assume she's not still around if, if Shohei had time to go, you know, go bounce and watch Yamamoto in his first start uh, yesterday afternoon. He had the afternoon off, but, you know, maybe that's just uh, that's just I would I would want to spend time with my best gal instead of watching the boys pitch. I lying. I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the reports are also it's not even reports. This is from his mouth. So apparently they've known each other for three or four years. Uh, but that was the massive news today. Uh, the posting, by the way, well, well cheers to to uh, Shohei and and Mrs. Otani, I, I, I guess. The massive news of the day, though, um, the the weird posting with the dog with decoy in the corner was funny as hell. Uh, again, you have a whole ass press conference. Apparently, one network in Japan carried it live. Wild, wild. Just saying, but um, good for show. And and as you guys all know, marriage is the leading cause of divorce. So be careful out there, Shohei. You don't want her getting half of that two million a year. But let's get some here, guys, thoughts on on the uh, on the Shohei situation. And what do you get? A seven hundred millionaire. As I just say, he also doesn't have money, but you know he has he has the money. But let's see what some folks. Uh, have to say about um, the Shohei situation. Let me scroll into where we're at. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Uh, I see one. A super chat from Angel Enriquez. He smashed. I guess that's a, a, a smash the like button or a smash home run. I don't know. Or, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a smash the thumbs up button. But thank you, Angel Enriquez, for our first, I think, our first super chat of the night. Vicky says, chilling with Clinton, a Dodger fan, homies during a game. Hopefully, we could do this more often. This is one of the things I would like to do, like less, less show and more like us just kind of chilling. And I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm sitting on the couch drinking a beer and eating a sandwich. I don't know if that's fun. We'll figure out some way of uh, hanging and watching uh, the game together. But, um, you know. 
Give me your guys' thoughts on it, because it is something I want to do uh, this season. Hector X says, uh, Tani broke many hearts today with that announcement. So that's a fact right there. Broke my heart a little bit, to be honest. Richard Flores uh, hit the like button. He definitely did get us. I don't know where we're at right now. This was at the time 16. Sometimes you got to refresh to get that, that fresh uh, number. But, guys, don't hit it twice, because then you unlike, and that's a whole thing. Um, Carnivorous Winter Activity singing in the chat, uh, or is hanging in the chat. We got a Clinton Nation in there. Still not, still not addressing my, um, my, uh, <laughs> so I, I see I don't know's comment. I'm not going to read it, but it's a funny ass comment. BJ. Anyway, uh, Sarah doesn't care uh, about uh, Shohei's marriage, but would get him an air fryer. And that's just, you know, that's just a smart play. That's a safe play. You know, everybody needs an air fryer, I think, these days. Uh, one eye dragon says, uh, luckiest woman on the face of the earth. Uh, time and time and again says, great show. Have one for me. I will. I'm having this one. I, I need to shut up for a little bit so I can sip on it. Um... Let's see what else we got. Uh, not not too much on on the Shohei gift. I was hoping to get a little more out of it. I also understand we got a game going on. We got other things going on. It is it is what it is. I don't know what I I would get Shohei. Maybe like um maybe like a like a like a snake like a cobra for his neck. I don't know what to get her. I don't know anything about his wife, but I think he's going to keep his uh his wife and his family uh, uh very much not front facing he want he doesn't want anybody to know anything about anything and that's fine that is a that would be a smart play on his part for sure james rodriguez is checking into the chat what is going on uh jenny vegas says i don't know why baseball players players marry so young uh what is he now 20 28 29 i don't know how young that is but there's also a few like of the dodgers like james outman being a young boy and already marriage that uh, married that's kind of you know i guess these gays, these dudes out here marrying their high school gals and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, YOLO, I guess. Um, when I Dragon wants people to uh, wait until they retire. Jenny wants people to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's a good idea. Uh, Hector X would be giving the Otani clan a freshly caught Pacific Bluefin Otoro. That is something I believe they would appreciate for sure. Um... William Andrews told everyone as soon as Shohei became a Dodger, he would get a ring. And hey, hey, there's a parade inside my city or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Says buy him an undercover Hyundai. Maybe, maybe no, uh, like maybe I'll, I'll take a Hyundai because why not? Can never go wrong here. Amazon gift card. That's a good one right there. We'll give that one a clap as, as well. Uh, oh, we got a four ninety nine super chat from Showtime LA saying, sell the team. Friedman failed. He should have re-signed Seager or Turner. Dodgers going to lose 140 games. How is that Frank Fleming impression? I don't know the Frank Fleming part, but um, I'm sometimes I'm slow. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing we're not very thrilled with uh, Gavin Lux's uh, performance. <laughs> Jack wants to use uh, Miguel Vargas as trade bait. Not yet. Definitely during during the season, uh, during the trade deadline season. Carnivorous Lunar Activity says give him a plane ticket to Toronto. From what I heard, I think he's got a private jet, uh, allegedly. Um, it looks like it looks like some folks are very very mixed on the on the whole. Uh, Shohei marriage thing. I don't want to make this all about Shohei. I actually want to talk about Dodger baseball, but. Um, that's a little bit to talk about on it. Uh, give a give a thumbs up. Oh, I pushed it twice. Give a thumbs up uh, button thing for uh, no no more talking about Shohei and his marriage. Just talk about actual baseball stuff. Dropped the video yesterday talking about Max Muncy and the hand. And obviously, he was removed from the game. Went for X-rays. Thankfully, X-rays come back negative. Uh, the plan for Mad Max Muncy is to keep the bat out of his hands for a few days, which is a smart play because, as I said yesterday, just don't let him develop bad habits. That's that's the thing you fear most in those situations is one thing leads to another, and we've seen that happen a lot with Max over the last few years. The other one, uh, the other big-ish note out of Dodger camp today, Emmett Sheehan is still shut down. He's, he's getting closer to at least picking up the little squishy plyo balls. Um, uh, 
So that could be coming in the next few days. And uh, the timeline is kind of pushing up against the the uh, him potentially being on that uh, Korea series opening day roster. It might not happen, but they they uh, Dave said the hope, the expectation is that the domestic opening day, the U.S. opening day at Dodger Stadium on the 28th um, should still be on target. So. Good news on Muncie. Okay news on Emmett Sheehan. He doesn't need to be ready for opening day. They they still have other options. Um, you know, they don't need a fifth starter. They don't need a sixth starter, but they don't need a fifth starter immediately to open the season. As I've said before, the schedule's kind of in their favor. They have some some days off where they can kind of work and massage the the, the rotation a little bit and and buy themselves some time. But um, Matt Cord asking, did Muncie, Muncie's hand get x-rayed? Yes, he went for an x-ray today. Again, uh, results came back negative, so that is good. Um, I, I don't think they decided to do uh, an MRI or anything because, as Max told reporters, the swelling in his hand, or I guess it's this hand, already went down. So... He's good and uh, nothing broken, nothing to worry about there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And uh, that's good. To add, to keep adding to the mostly good news I mentioned, I think I mentioned yesterday. Maybe not. I was going to, and I was going to save it for today. Talked a good bit, uh, a good bit about Walker Bueller of late. Um, Walker Bueller uh, took to the mound this week. I think actually he did. Yeah, that's right. I, I showed him uh, throwing off the mound, and then he gave uh, an update yesterday afterwards or whenever the hell it was my timing is off time has no meaning anymore but anyways he dispelled the rumors of his demise he kind of called out some uh, media outlets and whatnot i don't know i didn't read all of how people reported on it i just looked at what dave roberts said maybe dave could have said something a little bit better the the tweet that came uh from jack harris over the weekend when he was whatever um what i'm looking for quoting dave on on bueller dave had said bueller is still searching for consistency in his bullpens right now not ready for live bp yet and then he goes and throws a live bp two or three days later and uh, to complete the quote from dave on walker he's still kind of in that it's not rehab mode but he's got to get to the point where you're getting hitters out he's not quite there yet dave could have said that better you're immediately going to read very poorly into uh, he's got to get to the point where you're getting hitters out. But Walker said, listen, bro, I'm okay. Ease up everybody. I'm on track. Let's listen to Walker right here. And then we'll, we'll talk more about uh, what Walker had to say. I don't know how many lives I'll throw. We'll probably get, I'm kind of more of a rotation, but um, you know, th- at least three or four lives and then hopefully get in a game. I don't know if that'll be how short our spring is right now. It's a little different. So uh, maybe freeway series, something like that. So I'm going to kind of see what, what happens from there. Again, you know, the big thing for me is not hampering us in terms of innings. So I'd rather build up and, and kind of be ready to go when I get back. What's the big thing you're looking for right now? Is it just consistency with mechanics, stuff like that? or? Uh, for me, it's more just the body, like getting that kind of pop back in, in the body. It's kind of hard to explain, but... You're kind of trying to protect the arm for forever and make sure it doesn't hurt. And then it feels good, so you throw with all arm. So now I'm trying to kind of get them to work together. So um, yesterday was definitely a kind of a step forward in terms of that. Just, I think, getting in there, having another, you know, professional in there with you. So, you know, all that kind of leads to velocity and action and and, and better stuff. So, uh, yeah, yesterday was definitely a, a step forward that way. Where was the velocity kind of yesterday? Uh, from what I was told, I was like 94, 95. So, you know, I threw 28 pitches in what equated to like an inning. So um, everybody will spin that and say that I stink and I had a 30-pitch inning. But uh, we just, you know, kind of went. I wanted to throw 25 to 30. So um, kind of held the velo and hopefully we can get a couple more ticks as we go along. But, um, you know, for the most part, you know, up until I got hurt, that was kind of where I was. And 
So, you know, I'd like to get a little more top end kind of velo to it, but you know, all in all, I feel pretty good about it. I think able to have that push and pull, but for you, like, kind of knowing you have to wait, especially this year, while also, like, knowing you've waited a long time already as it is. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this kind of delayed start or, or whatever, you know, I'm going to have an innings limit, right? And so the, the beauty in our organization is that my opinion or, or players' opinions are kind of heard that way, and, and the way we've have it structured in our heads um, it was kind of what I wanted to do, right? So... I want to be ready at the end of the year, and, and if that means I can't be ready at the beginning, then, then that's kind of the option or, or the choice we have to make. So, you know, everything that's been written about me is that, that it's not going well, and I don't think that's true. So there's just boxes i got to check, and I feel good about it. So it, it falls in line with a little bit more of what I felt, what we some of us kind of assumed is like, it's just part of the progression. There's no reason for him to be ramping up exceptionally hard at this point in the, the, the spring training season because he's not – going to be in the opening day roster he, or on it. He's not going to start opening day. He's probably not even going to be on the active roster in the first month of the season. couple takeaways from that situation. Sounds like he's, well, I mean, that sounds like he's saying he's being a lot more or he was being a lot more um, arm focused in his delivery, less on the mechanics. You know, you, you are coming back from a rehab or you are pitching through an injury. You might, you know, they, they, they really work out the arm. They work out the forearm, you, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's going to change the way, you know, probably need to be further back. It's going to change the way you might throw a ball and it's going to really limit the way for a good while, how you're using your lower body. And Walker is, um, he's a trunk pitcher with the wide, you know, the, the, the big, uh, leg kick and all of that. So takes time to get through uh, or get that going. I don't think it was a situation where, him coming back early last year and trying to come back in September was anything or caused any damage or caused any harm. I think his mechanics were fine then. Um, you know, they're talking about the issue was just kind of barking then. Uh, elbow was kind of barking then, but now um, now it's just more of you had the long off season. Let's get back into good habits, good routine. I mean, he's barely he's still getting into it and he's still hitting 94 96 or whatever he said so he wants to uh he wants to get back up into that that high velo butane area but he doesn't really need to you know you got other guys that are going to be the high velo guys find ways to get out and um this is kind of going to be the year where we see what walker is really made of but i'm 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 pretty confident in um his ability to Figure it out and get back to the walker we know. I know uh, I know our buddy uh, Jeff Spiegel talked about that on his uh, Dodger Heads show with Dodger Blue today. He was talking about how he's very hyped for um, for Bueller. He's all in on Bueller and, and not really worried about the situation. And I'm going to maintain the same type of... Um, same type of, of positive outlook on it. I think we will see the Bueller we know and love by the time the trade deadline runs around, runs around or comes around. And by the time we are into October, we will see vintage butane, we'll call it. But I want to know some of your thoughts. A lot of things went on there. I haven't talked to you guys, it feels like, in a while. So let's get into the comments here. I see a little bit back here, Swellin Sausage joined us. What's going on, buddy? Good to see you in the chat here. Uh, Young E, happy to see Walker in that 94-95 range. Not bad, and also not bad, considering it was his first um, live BP of the spring. So that is good. Uh, let's see what else. Sarah pointing out a re very good point, bringing up a very good point that Walker is a slow starter anyway. So, again, this is a situation where you're not incredibly worried yet. I think I was much more worried over the weekend when Dave – selected the words that he decided to say um jenny vegas is nice interview hat tip to uh sports Night la i forgot to put that uh the the little um uh credit to them in there but uh getting some love from swelling sausage that's a phrase that you never really assume you're gonna say but so glad to ha that i that clint has his channel he's always been cool to me yes sir i love that guy i love all of you people equally i promise no, but appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with me doing this and, and, you know, figuring this all out. This has been fun and it's going to keep being fun. Imagine when we actually get like a regular season of baseball to happen. That will be cool. That'll be fun. I like baseball. I have one right here. Look at that. 
Manny Man 5 Dodge in the chat says, I'm not one of those calling for Dave to be fired every 15 seconds, people, but his communication skills sometimes, well, they kind of suck. It's fair. Uh, with the media, too, he he tries sometimes. I mean, the organization tries sometimes, uh, sometimes tries way too hard to not say something that they just say nothing or they say it kind of wrong as the Dodgers lose their second consecutive spring training game. The curse of Yoshinobu Yamamoto is clear and apparent, but uh, I kid. Anyway, um, whatever I was saying, I meant it or I didn't mean it. But yeah, Dave, uh, Dave and the organization, just be a little bit more you know, fair or reasonable with what you're trying to say or whatever to say, like, I declined to speak on this. But, um, hey, you know, give us something to talk about for a day, right? Walker Bueller, the end is near. I don't think I took that approach, but anyways. Um, Sarah Morris talking about Lux. I want to talk about Lux a little bit later. I'm seeing a couple of comments in here to, uh, asking about Blake Snell. Blake Snell is coming up next. Let's talk more a little bit through the comments, and then we will talk Blake Snell. But uh, Diane Schroeder brings up the very important point. Make sure. Yeah, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're not subscribed to the channel, it really helps out the channel. And it's extremely free to do. So, thank you. Garner Real Sooner Activity says something very important. So, everybody stop the presses. F the pitch clock. Thank you. Thank you. We always appreciate that. I'll give that, I'll give that the clap as well. Uh, there's one from Beer Sama talking about Snell. Get to that in a second. Young Yi asking about Paxton's debut tonight. A little up and down. Gave up a run. Did strike out four. Uh, what one or two hits? I forgot how many hits he he did. Um, you know, serve up. But um, you know, all in all, he came out of it healthy. That's the important thing. He he taught. He spoke with reporters after the game, during the game. I guess I should say after his outing, and said, you know, he's feeling good right now. It's just all about building up. That's where he's at. He is a veteran and. You know, it used to be back in the day the veterans kind of showed up and took their time getting ready for the season. But um, there he's talking on Sportsnet right now is James Paxton. But again, all you got to do is just get your pitches in there and throw. I didn't see any velo um, uh, readings. I don't know where he was sitting at. We would love to see him sitting in like the 96, 98 range, but hit your spots, stay healthy. That's all you got to do, especially right now. Um, Young Yi talking about tomorrow. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about tomorrow. So you got Sh- uh, allegedly you got Shohei in the lineup. You got Kike Hernandez making his debut playing in center field. Um, and uh, who else was supposed to be in that? We know no no Max Muncy, but um, it's gonna be cool to see Kike. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a Dodger uniform ever. But uh, another night game, five o'clock game for the Dodgers. Tyler Glasnow makes his second start for the Dodgers this spring. One-Eyed Dragon talking about, uh, I'm assuming we're talking about uh, Yamamoto and the best splitter. I have some things to talk about with uh, with the splitter a little bit later. Um, it's part of why I have the prop here. But anyways, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Swollen Sausage bringing up the always famous avocados. Um, one of these days. One of these days, I promise. You, you bring the avocados, I'll bring the whiskey. I think that's a country song. Uh, Swan Sausage also says Lux needs to catch the ball. A lot of love for Lux. A lot of love here from Richard Flores with a five, uh, sorry, four ninety nine super chat, which about equals five dollars. Thank you, Richard Flores, um, saying the thought of Muncie and Lux on the left side of the diamond keeps me up at night. The captain of the Titanic can't believe this potential disaster. Ouch! Give it some time. Give it some time. I feel better. Honestly, I feel better about Muncie at third this year. Then, then Lux. I think Muncy put in some good work this offseason. He talked about putting in some good work this offseason. Um, hasn't really had much of an opportunity to show it. Is it the most ideal situation to have that left side? Absolutely not. It's what we have right now, for sure. The important thing, or one of the important things, is there are def- defense pers- uh, first. There are defensive upgrade options on the um on the roster already with Miguel Rojas with um you know CT3 or Kike Hernandez at third. So you do feel pretty decent if things go bad or if you need a late game defensive replacement, you're in a good spot there. But you know, for now it's a lot of well, I guess not even wait and see. It's wait and hope. Wait and hope cuz Lux, you know, 
Ah, whatever. Let's just talk Lux for a second before we talk Blake Snell. Some people are going to be real pissed at me for burying the Snell lead this deep, uh, this deep into the show, but Lux is what boofed his first two chances. I think it is three chances so far this spring. Uh, the first one uh, was was it during Yamamoto start? I think he was already out of the game. The first one uh, yesterday on Wednesday just looked like he he admittedly not the easiest of plays it wasn't a hard play by any stretch of the imagination but he had time to get his feet under him he just kind of made a lazy throw and it was not a good looking throw it was not good looking footwork and and he yanked the throw did not look good um the 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 play that happened during today's game uh, against the reds just it looked like he was over. I don't know. I, I don't want to call it over scooping, but just trying too hard to catch the ball. Like the kid needs to have have feel. He needs a feel. Um, he needs to tune out the cameras, the crowd, and everything. Just play baseball. All he's got to do is play baseball. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of fans have that worry about him. We've we've talked about it a lot this off season. Talked about it a lot even into last season. The worry about him coming back, coming off of that knee injury and potentially being the starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers, every little kid's dream. And um, now you're in the situation where it's there in front of him and could be a lot of noise in his head. So you do have to worry about that. But for now, just let him play, give him the opportunity. Um, we know. Yeah. The reality is Willie Adamas could be available out there at some point in time. So we'll see how things uh, turn out down the road. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's address these, um, they're not even rumors. We'll just say that some folks online are, are talking, people are talking about Blake Snell, the latest in the Blake Snell free agency situation. Um, Scott Boris saying, as Scott Slater joins at the perfect time, as I'm just about to talk Snell. Scott Boris saying that his client is open to the short-term deal with the high average annual value a la Cody Bellinger. You wonder if that's going to be like $30 million a year, $35 million a year. Um, we remember you know, Trevor Bauer's short deal was still valued at like, 32 34 million dollars a year whatever it was so it's pretty it's still pretty high money for um for somebody like Blake Snell but to be able to get him on your team that's uh that's that's either any way you cut it that is a a boost to your organization this is the reigning NL Cy Young award winner so we're seeing some people saying like hey if this guy wants to join a team or is open to joining a team on a short term deal why would the Dodgers not jump on that? So let's talk a little bit about the situation. Do the Dodgers need him? Well, you always need pitching. Every team needs pitching. There's It feels like there's always pitching concerns. But if there were real pitching concerns about, like, let's say, Walker Bueller, which we just kind of dispelled earlier, or even like Clayton Kershaw, which we won't really know, I think some signing somebody like Blake Snell would be much more of a top priority for the Dodgers at this point. You know, um, of course, Cody Bellinger signed the the three-year deal. It's really a one-year deal with a two-year option, kind of, and each year has its own little opt-out. So that's might be something like what they're looking like for Snell. Don't know the exact numbers. I, I saw somebody, might have been John Heyman, throwing around a figure of like, 28 million a year or no, no that's what he that's what he rejected so the Yankees offered 28 million a year uh for six years did reject that one so if he's rejecting 28 and I think the Yankees still have that on the table if he's rejecting that much again he's gonna want more he's gonna want we're looking at like 35 million dollars a year so do the Dodgers need him you always need pitching need is a strong word uh the, you have some good starting pitching options you have a pretty full starting rotation but again anytime you could add 
the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner, you probably want to do that. So need him? No. Nice to have? Hell yeah. That would be a, a marked improvement in the starting rotation. And you have him immediately either as your ace or your, you know, ace one B behind Yamamoto. However you, you know, fill it out. It adds another left hander to the starting rotation, which is something it's still kind of a concern. I don't know if it's a concern. You just want guys that can get outs, but you also don't want an all right-handed starting rotation. If you have your P's and Q's about it. So it would be, you know, it would make the starting rotation that much better. I think I saw a comment in here earlier saying, you know, you'd have like an almost eight man rotation and that's, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> you know, you also don't really know what you're going to get out of some of these guys. You don't know what you're going to get out of James Paxton in the long run or how healthy he's going to stay to have like three dudes for sure at the top of your rotation Four, if you're counting, if you want to count uh, Bobby Miller, but if you're going to have like three or four guys at the top of the rotation that are going to be there for like from day one, Snell could be one of those guys. And then you have your, you know, your fifth and sixth guy just kind of figure it out. You know, <laughs> they're going to get their innings. They're going to buy innings for people like Snell for like Yamamoto, who's coming to the States for the first time for Tyler Glasnow, who, he pitched a, what was it? A career high, 120 innings last year, 121. So it's, it's not a rotation. That's perfect by any means, by any stretch of the imagination can be very good. Snell would make it so much better. Would the move be bad? I mean, outside of the fact that you're, you're adding the guy that, I mean, you're, you're, I guess you're bringing in Austin Barnes son for one. That that's, that's always a nice one. We'll give myself a coin for that one. Cause it's very cheap humor. You're doing that, but you're also bringing in a guy who was on the Padres. And as I've said a few times, he's kind of got that, that Padres taint to him. And, eh, you know, that's something I'm not the biggest fan of. But, of course, I like winning more than I like just not having a guy in the clubhouse because of where he worked before. So would the move be bad in a bubble? No, it's not bad. There's, there's, there's more so um, reasons why the team isn't exceptionally likely to sign Blake Snell. There's really two reasons. Yeah, the money. It's a big luxury tax. Uh, or lu- the yeah, luxury tax hit right now. The Dodgers are at, I think it's just under $300 million or something like that. I forgot. I should have pulled up Spotrack, um, but I did not. But they, they have a lot of money committed to some people um, uh, this year, a lot of money uh being spent in on the injured list, being spent in uh, deferrals for other, you know, players and 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 uh, things like that. I think Justin Turner's still getting paid by the Dodgers this year, but anyway, the luxury tax thre- uh, hit would be a big reason why the Dodgers would be hesitant to sign him, and he comes with a draft pick compensation, a draft pick hit. And I think it would be two for the Dodgers if they happen to sign him. And that's one of the things apparently uh, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic did mention in an article recently. He said uh, uh, one of the bigger hangups in Snell's market is some of the clubs don't want to deal with that, especially if you're doing, uh, you know, the, the what am I looking for, draft pick compensation hit, especially if you are going to get him for just one year guaranteed. Even if he signs a, you know, like Cody Bellinger's deal, it's not a three year deal, it's a one year deal. They just it's one year deal that makes Scott Boris feel a little bit better. That's all it is. And that's what they're trying to do with Snell. It'll be a two or three year deal. Really, it's a one year deal with some options if he happens to get hit by a car or something like that. Okay, maybe that's a little overdone. But still. Those are the two reasons. Those are the two main reasons I don't think the Dodgers would go after him. It's it's a luxury tax thing and it's it's a draft pick thing and it's not a pressing need. It's a glaring nice to have for sure. That said, where does he end up? Yankees still really want him. The Yankees, I think their tax situation is even worse. So they would they would literally if they paid him for paid him thirty million dollars, they'd have to pay him sixty million dollars, or they would end up paying sixty million dollars in twenty twenty four. And some teams don't want to do that for one guy, um, and I really can't blame them. So the tax situation is probably pulling the Yankees out of that uh, out of that market, and that really just leaves it down to the the reports are saying. Giants and Angels are the front runners. Those are the two organizations, in my opinion, that also make the most sense. Um, I don't want to see the the Giants be good, <laughs> ever, 
but also I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. I like organizations spending some money on and putting good products on the field. I think one of the issues for years for this Dodgers team is they don't have the best competition all the time in the NL West, and then they go and run away with the NL West and win 100 games, and then they face real teams sometimes in the postseason and get kicked in the dick, and that's kind of a problem. Let the other teams in your division get a little bit better. Uh, say the Giants signs no. You have competition. You have something to measure yourself up against and know what you actually need to fix before the postseason. Is that a complete thought there of mine? No, but I'm on to something there. Um, that said, you could also say the last two years, who were the Dodgers bounced by in the postseason? Yeah, it was the Padres and it was the Arizona Diamondbacks. So there is competition there, but it's always a little bit different in the regular season. And Dodgers, you know, issues with the postseason have kind of been well documented. They kind of don't know what the F they're doing there sometimes. So anyways... Um, the Angels need somebody, for sure. They have the money to spend it. As long as it's not deferred, apparently, Artie Moreno would be okay spending money. But we know Artie hates spending on pitching because it doesn't put enough butts in the seats regularly. And that's all he cares about is turnstile payroll or getting his money from uh, fans showing up, buying tickets, and spending money and all this kind of crap. But um, those are the two teams I think are the most obvious or are the most likely they have the money to go and do it. Uh, Yankees could use the help, but I think they're in a very similar situation as the Dodgers. But um, again, you already have a very good team. That means you're probably spending a lot of money on, um, on your payroll already. And you know what? This guy also wants to get paid and I think it's fair to him. And uh, that might not happen with the Dodgers or the Yankees. But anyways, I want to know what some folks uh, think here in the chat. Hector X saying, forget Snell, give us Roki Sasaki next year. Hey, next year you're also going to get Shohei Otani. So you're in a good spot there. And yeah, signing a one-year deal for Blake Snell or what would essentially be a one-year deal, you're you're making it you know that much better, that much uh, your chances of winning a World Series this year are, are that much improved. But... You know, then all of a sudden you got a lot of guys. You know, I see uh, one eye dragon saying Paxton seems good to go. You still have Paxton in there, and Paxton would be your like number seven dude when, if and when Walker and you know Kershaw do end up healthy. Um, Mister Classic though says, "Nope, we need to win now," and this would be a win now move. So you do also continue that push into hey, you know what? They're tired. This is an organization that is tired of losing. That's tired of being embarrassed in the first round. And when I drag in another good comment here on, on fire right now, and there are no bad one-year deals for sure. And it would, even if you are signing for three years, it's a one-year deal for sure. Um, do I want to see it? I guess I didn't answer that question. I don't, I really don't know just because of, I, I, I I think, if anything, I want to see what this club can do before you add more, but that's not the situation the team finds itself in. So it's tough. It's kind of tough to say. Um, if I'm being smart, of course I want to see it. You want to see the best players come to your team. But tired of losing. Well said, One-Eyed Dragon. Just tired of losing. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Would I love to, would, I, would I want to see it? Fuck it. Let's do it. More comments. Let's go. 275 Vets says, uh, we will win when we win. You can't buy a championship. Win now. Uh, the win now move was Astros signing Hater. That's that's kind of a win now move for sure. To counterpoint that a little bit, we've seen one team sort of be the you know pay to win, and that was last year's World Series champions, the, the Texas Rangers. Um, but even so, like... They also made some really good moves at the trade deadline and, and all that uh, to, to put that team together. You know, they spent a lot up the middle with Simeon and Seeger, but um, it also took them a year before they did that. And if there are glaring needs on this this team's roster right now, it's a lefty reliever. We know this. We're talking about the Dodgers. A lefty reliever, uh, reliever it's a backup catcher. And then there's just moving the, the stack down in the starting rotation, which... Blake Snow at 100% make better. Uh, let's get some more 
comments. DKM asking just a question. How many starters do we have? So healthy right now is a different story. But you got Yoshinobu Yamamoto. You got Tyler Glass. Now you got uh, uh, Bobby Miller, James Paxton, and Emmett Sheehan. Well, Emmett Sheehan's kind of out on that. Um, eventually, you hope, you figure, you expect to add Walker Bueller. You expect to add Clayton Kershaw. Ryan Yarbrough, Yarbrough is in the mix. And then you got the Gavin Stones. You got the Michael Groves. Um, Grove, not really an option. He's going to be a starter. And then it's the other guys that are kind of the unknowns. The Landon Knacks, the Kyle Hurt. Kyle Hurt, most likely going to be a, um, a reliever in his career. So... Now that we say that, man, Blake Snell sounds like it would fit real nice in that rotation. But then you get to a point with Bueller and Kershaw, if they're healthy, you know, how does this rotation shake out? Competition makes it so much better. It makes your club, it makes sports teams so, so much better. But, um, you know, at some point you can't have too much talent, and then you could run into problems with uh, with – you know, grumpy po- grumpy folks in the um, in the clubhouse or, or whatever it may be, just getting yourself some clubhouse uh, turmoil, unnecessary uh, problems in in the uh, clubhouse in the organization there. So, I'm always going to be that guy that uh, looks at the the glass half uh, ha- half empty. I guess I don't know. I'm going to take the 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 most. Uh, what am I looking for here? Uh, the drinks are kicking in, guys, but. I'm going to look at it from the worst case scenario always and try to talk myself into the positive scenario. We're like, yeah, again, the reality is for sure this dude, Blake Snell, makes your organization so, so much better in theory. But you also got a lot of dudes already in there that need their opportunities. But what happens if Bobby Miller flames out in year two? What happens if, if James Paxton only is able to throw like 28 innings. Then all of a sudden you get to that situation. What was it like the the 2013? I think it was Dodgers that had Casimir uh, and and Capuano and and Brandon McCarthy, and they all just kind of died. So if it's just money, I don't think I don't think the Dodgers are at that double tax threshold yet. Talking about Snell a lot more now. We're just, again now we're I guess we're just trying to talk me into it as if I have power. I mean I can call Andrew right now. I might be busy, but I'll tell him hey just go get it done, and uh, he'll be like, why are you calling me? But um, I think I think I think uh, you know I think uh, talking through the starters really has a good question there from from uh, DKM the real Clint ba- uh, Black uh, asking how many starters and looking through it, it can get a little nerve wracking. Because uh, you are hoping for Bueller to be back and all the way back, and you're hoping for Clayton Kershaw to come back in August and be all the way back. Let's get some more comments here. <laughs> uh, going back a little bit here, um, a- Abstract says we don't need Snell. Man, if Glasnow gets hurt, we're screwed. Okay, guys, talking into it more. I get it. Uh, Sarah Morris says <clears throat> Snell smells to me. I don't know why. I'll, I'll take the uh, the alliteration. Uh, let's get into the the uh, some of the more recent comments here. I got some love. I got some love for uh, Dave Roberts as always. Um, Life Journey says if there's too much talent, then trade Snell at the deadline, or you could trade James Paxson, trade Emmett Sheehan, fill other roles that uh, you have uh, available. But I think we're all maybe kind of talking ourselves into Blake Snell here. I don't know. This is a little. This is a little nerve-wracking, guys. I feel like we're the ones in control of this. But anyway, see what else we got uh, talking about. Manfred, I don't know about that one. Sarah Morris is green now. Now I think we need Snell. <sighs> well, Blake Snell, come on down. You are a Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe, hey, maybe he'll sign in the last minute. I don't think it happens, though. I think there's just there's there's too many arms this team wants to try. But then again, if you can get him on a one-year deal, that would be nice. Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about something a little bit different before getting the hell out of here. Um, Guys, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button if you want Blake Snell to join the Dodgers. I hear that if we get to um, 200 likes on this video or something, Blake Snell will be a Dodger. This one, I promise you. But other stuff going on. Uh, burp around the team a little bit. Kike Hernandez opened up today with uh, my pals 
over at Foul Territory TV. He went on with uh, the guys on FT Live talking about his uh, tumultuous trip, his journey down, uh, a journey through free agency. Um, he did say it came down to the Dodgers and the Yankees uh, at the very end. Uh, I guess there was a report over the weekend where like, there was a, a group of four teams that were reported to be in on him. He said none of those teams were in on him. So there's your power of um, reporting with sources these days. But came down to the Dodgers and the Yankees, according to him. Um, I think the Tigers were one that were also in the mix, but maybe he just didn't want to admit that because he did say in his interview, like, hey, man, I want to go somewhere where I could win. I think that's very, very important for him to go somewhere where he could win, especially at this point in his career. He also admitted, yeah, I play a lot better when I'm playing on teams that are trying to win, that are filled with more talent, which makes sense for sure. He he uh, revealed on foul territory that he actually called Andrew Friedman directly and gave him a deadline saying like, hey, if you want me, if you want to get this done, like Monday is my deadline. And that's when we saw the deal happen. Um there's some other stuff in there. I'll, I'll probably explore it later. Kind of Kike talking, uh, alluding to collusion around the league. It's it's an interesting watch. Check out the whole chat with um with the uh, the foul territory guys. But he was talking about like Cody Bellinger's free agency and sort of the way he um, uh, Hernandez. Kike was talking about how how uh, he, the way he was hearing from teams like when he was hearing from teams and how they all sort of had the same messaging. So there was his allusion to collusion there. But one of the interesting things though, the other interesting things was he had mentioned that there was actually a deal in place or at least a verbal deal in place with the Dodgers a month before actually signing. It was contingent on that Margot trade. And I guess uh, the Dodgers had a trade in place, but the deal fell through. So the Dodgers honestly really never wanted Manuel Margot to come to camp. Uh, I don't think they expected him to be there. I think they expected to get something done. Eventually get something done a week into camp or you know two weeks into camp. Everything's fine. Everything's hunky-dory. Uh, but that's a, one of the reasons Margot was not at FanFest. Um, but still, interesting little look into uh, free agency and how things turned out for Kike. Um, as I said, Monday, you know, Kike is, is a better, you know, part of this roster. He's much better for this roster as opposed to somebody like Margot, which he's you know being limited to the outfield. He's got speed and all that, but, uh, you want somebody that can play a little bit of everywhere. Uh, I like that comment there from one eye dragon saying Kike is just supposed to be a Dodger. And I, I, I feel, I feel that that same way. Jenny says uh, she's going to have to watch that interview. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's a good interview. They, those dudes uh, usually do a good a good job, I would say. And this is coming from me because sometimes I linger on too long. Maybe just let the guy go when it feels like the conversation is kind of dry. But it is. It is what it is. No, they, they do a good job, and they do a great job considering how much work they do every day. Um, so shout out to my boys over there. Uh, <clears throat> what else are we saying? Um <laughs> Uh, two seven five vet loves to see Kike calling Andrew Friedman like, hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to get done, uh, get a deal done. Kike shares an agent with um, uh, Shohei Otani. He shares an agent with Tyler Glasnow. So there's already a lot of conversation going on with his agent and Andrew Friedman. So maybe at some point he's like, give me the phone, let me talk to him. So that, that's how I that's how I read uh, Kike's little conversation there with um, with Friedman there. Um, Mr. Classic is uh, glad Margot is gone. Yeah, I, I was never really in on that dude being being a Dodger, and you know, maybe he would have been good. You know, maybe sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I'm just happy we didn't need to figure it out. The other thing, one of the other little things um, I did want to kind of talk about was let's let's go back a little bit. I didn't put it in my uh, my uh, daily news and update video for Wednesday. I did kind of notice it in the game, but didn't overly process it until I started seeing some things online about it. But uh, let's let's flash back to uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto's start on Wednesday, his first start, and <laughs> Yama, are you serious? Yama, nasty. He was he was nasty, but he also didn't have any base runners, didn't get anybody on second base, and there was one shot. Uh, uh, from the center field camera, I'll put that one up here. Very grainy photo of the situation here. But 
you guys think he's about to throw a split finger? And this part really, you know, it's going to play well for um, for the listening audience, but you can fully see the split finger grip in Yamamoto's glove there. And that's a problem, and hopefully that's one that they address pretty quick. You know, we've seen guys do that where the glove, I was going to bring another prop, but where the glove comes over the top and you at least try to hide it a little bit or whatever, I think with a little bit of glove stuff, you know, a little bit of glove and love, Yama will, will fix that kind of issue. But it is something you kind of get concerned about, especially you get somebody on uh, second base, get a few trash cans out there, maybe Yama starts tipping those pitches and things go awry. We've seen um, we've seen in the past recently, I think it was Mookie Betts. It was actually Mookie Betts talking to it during – during training camp, during they called it summer camp in the 2020 uh, summer before the season restarted, uh, thanks to the COVID, uh, Mookie tipped off Ross Stripling about. Hey, yeah, I was just, he said I was kind of tipping my pitches, and Ross Ross told me about like kind of changing his glove position and that whole thing, and that's how you kind of solve that. I'm sure Ross would tell you maybe it's not solved because the numbers he's had he had uh, the last couple of years with um, or the last year with uh the the giants but still it's one of those things to kind of watch again i'll go to the screen again you see how that glove is now the next time yamamoto pitches if it's different we'll probably be uh in a better we'll we'll feel a little bit better about the uh the situation there but anyway um that was one of the little things i wanted to talk about let's uh let's take some comments here and then we will get the hell out of here your boy is getting hoarse so I've been drinking. Actually, it's because I've been talking a whole bunch. But anyways, while we're still here, guys, hit that subscribe. Hit that thumbs up. All those things really help out the channel for sure. Um, swelling Sausage saying doubt they would even hit it if they knew it was coming. It is filthy stuff. You could do that. You know, you could do the tell them what pitch is coming. And sometimes they aren't going to hit it for sure. But I, I would imagine if anybody knew, if anybody knew, uh, a split finger was coming and I'll sidebar there or I'll finish that. And then I'll sidebar, which is not sidebarring. It's changing or it's getting to a different point. Um, saying all that, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you know, a lot of the times pitchers will start with the ball in their glove already in their split finger or their, their fork ball setting and then as they're getting into their wind, that's when they'll change the ball. So maybe that was a situation. Maybe it just needs a, a few more eyes on the situation. But, um, you know, could be a thing. And then I had another thought, and then I, I lost it. Probably it wasn't that important. But anyways, um, I see somebody who's drinking rum and coke. Did I see that? I, I saw that. You guys are one, – one part of the comments are hiding back there. But Swan Sausage is drinking rum and coke. That, that's a – listen – that's a smart that's a smart human being right there we love a fine rum and coke on a thirsty thursday show um the right field pavilion in the chat what's going on right field pavilion says i understand it's just spring training but the defense on the left side of the infield is going to be an issue listen i i I mean i was trying to be positive for a little while with uh with the situation but i also was being pretty realistic for a little while where i was very concerned about that left side defense i think it's one of the things i i spoke about with um jeff snyder with my guy doug mccain uh with whoever will listen to me in the line in line at grocery stores it's like that is kind it's an area that could very much just go south and you do worry about that in the same way you know, we're talking about starting pitching. I'm looking at a sheet here where I have the roster written out. Um, you worried about the starting pitching, you know, it takes like one or two injuries. Then, you know, you're in a real world of hurt and that's where you're like, shit, man, these, these people better go out and go get Blake Snell. But um, yeah, people having, having their concerns for that left side of the infield. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Especially if you have ground ball pitchers, like a Snell or like a Yamamoto who can, he can rack up his K's, but he can also uh, get some ground ball outs. And you know, that ball that, uh, that Muncie fielded at third, that thing was hit pretty damn hard. Luckily Muncie made the play. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come for Muncie. But um, you know, when you get a lot of ground balls, you start to worry about that kind of uh defense. But again, it's only a few games in, 
It's only a few game uh, games in, so give it some time. We'll give it a little bit. Um, Matt Cord, good point here. Says we could be upset about it when it loses us a real game, but by then, then you know you're kind of more knee deep into the season, and where do you go from there? Still, <laughs> I'm I'm confused. I lost it, but DKM says, "Hey Clint, you're my best friend. It's a compliment." I'm confused, but thank you. BFF. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to read that one, but still appreciate everybody in here. Um, 275. Also another good question. Where are you going to move uh, Max Muncy's 36 homers to, you know, you want the dub. I hear you got a slug and, um, you also need to be able to uh, you know, mitigate the slug and mitigate some runners on base if you want to win baseball games. So it's a tough situation, but we'll end it on this uh, from one eye dragon saying in Muncie we trust, maybe less so with Lux right now, but we'll give them time. We have a few more weeks of spring training. Eventually all of these guys will get into the lineup and – we'll figure it out from there but uh guys that's about it we got other things coming up this week i'll be dropping uh the shorter update videos uh, tomorrow and through the weekend so make sure you're subscribed to the channel leave a thumbs up on the video if you did enjoy it leave a thumbs up on everything go back all the videos and all the history of time of mine and uh, leave a, a thumbs up on those those all really help out the channel but anyways thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for the great uh the great questions the comments thank you so damn much for the super chats for the folks that drop some on this show if you can't watch live go search all dodgers podcast with clint Pasillas on itunes spotify iHeartRadio. uh we are part of the believe network of podcasts but anyways i'm real frg on the social media things find me on there if uh, you are so inclined And I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.